What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Today is Monday, October 18th, 2021, and the Chicago Bears are holding an L on, on Monday morning. It's not Victory Monday like we all love, like we all know, like we all love to celebrate, get a nice little haircut, get everything going. We're going to have to wait another week because the Chicago Bears dropped week five against the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. This is their second to last meeting, hopefully, with Aaron Rodgers before he leaves the Green Bay Packers forever. Potentially Devontae Adams as well. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Um, but they lose this game 24-14 at Soldier Field. Um, but it didn't go the way a lot of people thought. I felt like this was a relatively good game. I feel like the stats don't really speak for themselves. Um, Aaron Rodgers did not have a good game by any means. He hasn't really had a good game all season. Um you know, coming off an MVP season, it's not what you would expect. This game, you know, for the most part was a shootout and, and was very close to being, you know, um, one of those games that that the Bears potentially could have took. It's another game that I feel like due to the, the way we call plays and the way that we use our weapons on an effective level, um, it's, just, it's just not there. I, I truly do believe if Jimmy Graham was installed in this offense in some type of way, and Cole Komet stepped up as that number one tight end, I feel like we had a a potential to win this game. You also have to take into consideration David Montgomery wasn't there, Tevin Jenkins and and Jermaine Effetti and a couple others. Um, Not so much Jermaine, because we all know how I feel about Jermaine Effetti, Um, but mostly Tevin Jenkins. Um, But overall... I'm not going to make excuses. You know, they had a lot of guys out on injury. They had Savage, Alexander, and, and they're a bunch of offensive linemen. Um, so to, to make an excuse is just, is just not, is, it's not going to happen today. We do not get a pass for this. Bill Lazor was calling plays. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the way he was calling plays, especially with Savage out with a concussion um, and Alexander out with, I actually don't recall what he's out with, but I know he's out. Um, I know he got banged up a week or two ago. So, um, also, still sorry if my voice sounds a little shaky. I was just at a wedding the other day, so bear with me. We're going to be back within a couple of days. Um, but, yeah, to, to conclude it, you know, I, I felt like this was a really good game. I felt like this was a really good game. You know, the Bears outscore them in the first quarter, 7-0. to We score on our first drive. Khalil Herbert looks amazing. Um, we're going to get into that in a little. But then, you know, the Green Bay scores 17 unanswered throughout the second and third quarter. It's just like the Bears of last year. We don't score. You know, we'll, we'll go two or three quarters in a row not scoring. Um, so, so that's honestly our biggest flaw. That's honestly our biggest flaw is because we're getting to the 50-yard 50, 50 line or their 40. We're getting there. We really are. Um, the problem is we just can't execute once we get down there. We do just enough to get down there, but then right when we get to that logo – um, it, it's like, you know, false starts, it's the ship sinks and, and all the creative ideas that we had from yards one to 50 are gone. And, and we're just doing, we're just playing with our dicks. We're just playing with our dicks. Really. That's what it is. Um, I feel like we didn't do enough to, to, to take advantage of a weaker secondary and a, and a weaker linebacker unit. Um, yeah, they brought in the guy from the Cowboys, but there's a reason the Cowboys defense of all people cut him. Um, so we're not even going to get into that. Um, it was not effective whatsoever. But, you know, and, you know, it. the biggest problem to me, you know, you go into the fourth quarter, the Bears score seven to make it 14 to 20 um, or no, 14 to 17. And then the Packers score 20. Uh, they score another touchdown. So it's 24 to, to 14. So it, it's definitely a situation I'm looking at it right now is, 
you know, this was a very close game throughout. Um, at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers didn't look great. Aaron Rodgers didn't look great, and I'm going to keep talking about that because he just didn't look like the MVP of old. You know what I mean? Like, let's talk about the stat line real quick. We're going to talk about it, and we're just going to have a real conversation, a non-biased conversation. If you looked at this stat line, would you say that this was the guy who won MVP in 2021 or in 2020? Now, Aaron Rodgers' stats were 7 for 23 completion rating. That's not bad. It's not bad at all. Um, 195 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's not that's we held this man the less than 200 yards. I can't think of a time where we held this man the less than 200 yards. We did enough to win this game. Now you look at it from Aaron Jones's perspective. 13 carries for 76 yards. Um, AJ Dillon did have a big part of that where it was 11 carries for 59 yards. They definitely utilize him well. Matt LaFleur is very good at that. Um, but we had our own. We had our own, you know? Um, we go into this game and we and we and we know Damian Williams is out. David Montgomery is out. You know, Damian has COVID or he's in COVID protocol, whatever it is. Um, and, and David Montgomery with that knee injury is still out for several more weeks, um, probably closer to five to six, I, I would like to think, um, but maybe sooner if, if all goes well. Um, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But Khalil Herbert, rookie, we talked about it all offseason. We talked about it all training camp. I believe this kid has the stuff. This kid has what it takes to be great. And today he proved, or yesterday he proved it. 19 carries for 97 yards and one touchdown. Should have had two touchdowns. Should have had two touchdowns. But the, the refs were playing all game long. And, and this, isn't, this isn't on, you know, it's me saying that's why we lost the game. It's definitely not because we still scored that drive regardless. Um, but I will say this. You know, Mario Edwards, no matter what he has going on in his personal life right now, if you didn't read into that right before the game, it's definitely an interesting conversation. I, I think you should look into it um, because the Bears definitely do need to address it. Um, but, you know, it's definitely it's definitely something I'm looking at. Mario Edwards sacks Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and stands over him and looks at him, just looks at him. And, and here's, here's our first topic of the day is consistency. I want consistency. Now, when Mario stands up and stares down Rodgers while Rodgers is laying on the floor, <laughs> he, he, he gets a penalty for it. He gets a penalty for it. And um, that, that, that's, the, that's the craziest thing to me. And, and you know, a potential of getting um, kicked out of this game for, for just staring at a man. He didn't say anything. He didn't do anything. He just stared at Aaron Rodgers. And, and, and that's taunting. You know, so... So let's fast forward. Let's fast forward to when Aaron Rodgers rushes in. You know, he has, what does he have? Um, seven carries for 19 yards and one touchdown. Late in the game, Aaron Rodgers runs in to, to seal the deal. And, and he looks up right at the fans. Looks up right at the fans and says, I fucking own you. I still own you. I always have owned you my whole life. Blah, 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 blah. Now, I'm going to say this as a diehard Bears fan. 21 years old, turning 22. He's right. He's absolutely fucking right. Aaron Rodgers owns the Chicago Bears. Um, you might as well take Virginia McCaskey's name off the deed because Aaron's been owning them for the last 16 plus years. And, and that's just the cold hard truth. The cold hard truth of it all is that we've done nothing over the years to adjust to Aaron Rodgers. You know, we've, we've obviously done just enough, you know, to, to win a couple of divisions. 
Um, but but Aaron's at our number. I believe he's like what twenty one and five against the the, the Chicago Bears. Twenty two and five now. Um, it, it's it's insane. But here's my thing. So Mario Edwards can't look at you. He's not allowed to look at you. He's not allowed to even breathe near you after a sack. But I'm watching Devontae Adams do a fucking front flip. FFF. Fucking front flip. <laughs> to, to go into the end zone and talk all the shit he wants. I'm watching Aaron Jones do crazy dances. I'm watching Aaron Rodgers. Aaron fucking Rodgers walking up to fans and other players and saying, I fucking own you. Probably should be careful as a white man saying stuff like that to a crowd of people you have no idea who they are and other players of, of different cultures. But, you know, I'm just saying, with everything that's going on in the league right now, I'd, I'd be very careful how you, how you word things. But, um, cancellation, you already seen with Dave Chappelle, very fucking real. That shit's insane. Um, but, you know, it's definitely one of those situations for Aaron Rodgers. Um, that was a joke, by the way. Please don't nobody think, you know, cancel Aaron Rodgers for that. We all know what he meant by it. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely a situation. I'm looking at it right now. Um, you know, I just want consistency. So these guys can say and do whatever they want on our field. But if we look at Aaron Rodgers, it's, it's not okay. It, it's, it's, it's soft. It's soft. And there's one thing in this world I will agree with. Um, and with, with, with basically everybody in the league, whether you're a Packers fan, a Bears fan, a Patriots fan, whoever you may be, Roger Goodell is awful. Just awful. Um, you know, we got, we got guys getting kicked out of this league like John Gruden, who have the potential of actually coming back in a couple years. And that idea still isn't totally out of the water. But guys like Colin Kaepernick can't come back and, and, and they had never have came back. Um, it's fucking ridiculous. And, and then you're focusing solely on, you know, just, okay, let's, let's make it the no fun league. That's the NFL now, the no fun league. Um, we, we can't have fun, can't have guys staring at each other, but you can have Aaron Rodgers, as long as it's a quarterback, as long as it's a quarterback or certain players that we enjoy, um, that, that's perfectly fine. If Tom Brady does it, that's fine. If Aaron Rodgers does it, that's fine. Um, that, that, if Patrick Mahomes does it, that's perfectly fine. And we have a lot to talk about. It's going to be in a different episode um, about you know, I, I don't like to talk about families. I don't like to talk about families at all because I feel like it's really unnecessary. But yesterday, um, you know, shout out to Sean Taylor. May his soul rest in peace. Um, you know, everything he did for this league in a very short period of time, you know, he will go down as a legend forever. And uh, may his soul rest in peace. But, you know, they honored him yesterday by retiring his number. I believe he's like the third player ever to be retired by the Washington football team um, when he did play for them when they used to be the Washington Redskins. Um, and then Patrick Mahomes, little brother, I find out later is doing TikTok dances on, you know, his memorial thing, like on the field. And so was Travis Kelsey's wife and so, or his girlfriend. Um, and so, so was Patrick Mahomes' wife. So Pat, I'm just going to say it really quick. You know, Aaron cut his family, Aaron Rodgers cut his family out of his life a long time ago. Nobody will blame you. If you cut them like that was the, it's a conversation for a different day and we're not going to talk about it here. Um, we're talking about Bears and Packers, baby. But that, what the fuck? Like, that's just that's just crazy to me. This kid's throwing drinks at people. This kid's fucking dancing on dead legends is, is memorials. And, and, it, and it just it blows my mind. It blows my mind. And I'm sure Patrick Mahomes is like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? 
because um, that's un- that's unnecessary media, that's unnecessary press for Patrick. Um, it's crazy. But back to it, you know, let's talk about the game as a whole. Like we already talked about the reps. We already talked about how I felt about that. You know, there were a couple calls. Even the announcers were like, you know, Khalil Herbert rushes in for his second touchdown and they're going to call a hold on, uh, I believe it was James Daniel. Um, and they're going to fucking call a hold on him. And the announcers go, that was soft. Like that was, there was nothing there. Um, so to hear that from an announcer in 2021 is huge. That's fucking huge because you don't hear that shit. You don't hear them speak on that. You, you They're never too biased. They're never too unbiased. Um, but they, they all agreed on that one. That was ridiculous. Um, so, but yeah, it, I just want consistency. I just want consistency throughout the league. I still feel like you should be able to, let's say maybe not every single play. And I got into an argument on the ASAP network the other day um, with my guy, coach, his name's Victor. We call him coach. Um, but you know, we're, we're talking about maybe, maybe we should be able to review these calls from the refs now. Maybe we should be able to review that. Maybe not every single play. Cause his concern was it slows down the game too much. First of all, I don't think this isn't this isn't baseball where where everybody just wants the game to be over or the, for the majority by the fourth or fifth inning. Like this, it's not that's not how that works. You know, the majority of people that are at football games are there for every single second of it. No doubt about it. Um, but I hear what you're saying. I'm hear what you're saying because then you'll be throwing flags at every single call. Let's give them one to three flag or challenges. I should say um, challenges a referee call a game. You know, one to three. And, and you can have one or you can have three. It doesn't matter. Or two. I don't care. But let's just have that option because we see the Minneapolis miracle. You see a bunch of other times where the Saints got robbed by the Rams and so on and so forth. Where if you just had the chance for these refs to get together and just look at it, I think the guy who fucking missed the call would, would be resigning the very next day out of, out of just how much of a fucking idiot he is. Um, so, so I, I just look at it from that perspective. Um, I, I definitely think we should establish that. I think Roger Goodell is focusing on the taunting rule and not what his refs are doing and how many games they're costing throughout the standings that actually in a 17 game series in tight divisions like the NFC West mean a lot. They mean a lot. Um, but anyways, you know, we're, we're going to move on. We're going to have a conversation. Uh, Justin Fields, how did Justin Fields look today? Justin Fields, or yesterday, Justin Fields went 16 for 27, 174 yards, one touchdown, and one interception that I really don't blame on him. Um, Here's the thing. That interception, Justin threw it out, and he just unfortunately didn't throw it far enough, um, and it got picked off in the end zone. And regardless, the ball, it was going to be fourth down. We were punting the ball regardless. He didn't want to take the sack, so he threw it away. Justin just needs to focus on, you know, just... If you're going to throw it that far away, um, make sure you, you just get out of the end zone. Um, you get out of bounds. But, you know, other than that, throw it to the sideline. But then, you know, you're going to get caught for it. So, you know, I, I understood what he was doing. And, and honestly, you know, having them at the 20 was a lot better than having them, you know, at the 35. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, I just think continue what you're doing. It was a bad pick. There was a second pick. Um, it was the same situation. Same exact situation. You just didn't throw it far enough out. Um It's rookie mistakes. It's rookie mistakes, and we understand that. But Justin Fields did look good in this game. Now, Justin Fields rushed for six carries for 43 yards. Cole Komet had one carry for zero yards. Um, But, you know, Justin was really good with his legs. He was really good with his decision-making. I felt like, personally, he could have done a little bit more. But the way the play calling was, um, 
you know, I, I, I've been rooting for Bill. I've been rooting for Laser. Um, but my biggest thing right now, and I don't know if this is an in-house problem or not, is Jimmy Graham with, with Bill Lazor. And even Matt Nagy. You know, we didn't even see it with Matt Nagy. Jimmy Graham. We, we kept Jimmy Graham and cut Kyle Fuller. Let me repeat that. We cut Jimmy Graham. Or no, we cut Kyle Fuller, all-pro corner that we drafted in-house in 2014 and 2015. And, and, and we cut him. And we cut him. For two games of Andy Dalton... And Jimmy Graham, who I don't even fucking know if he's caught more than three balls this year. Or even had more than three targets. It's, it's, it's insane to me. I don't see this man running routes. I don't see this man doing much of anything. There has to be something wrong with Jimmy Graham. And there's, there's no doubt in my mind. You know, we're, we're going to read off the stats. We're going to read off the stats. Allen Robinson, four receptions for 53 yards. Decent day. Cole Komet. Four receptions for 49 yards. Great day for Cole Komet. Great day for Cole Komet because we hadn't been seeing a lot from him recently. Um, had a couple really good catches. Um, really happy for him because, you know, we need him to establish himself as that tight end one now. Especially with Jimmy not even being utilized in the offense. Um, you know, Darnell Mooney, five catches for 45 yards. Khalil Herbert, two catches for 15 yards. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, one reception for 12 yards. And Bird. Damir Bird, zero for zero. Um, but yeah, he did. He did have a couple looks. But um, and that's on the offensive side of the ball, and that's completely fine. Um, you know, we didn't really see Ryan Nall at all today. They brought him up from the practice squad, if I'm not mistaken, to fill in for Damian Williams. Um, but you know, and David Montgomery, obviously. But they also brought up Artavius Pierce. We saw Artavius Pierce for a slim second today. Um, my biggest thing, though, is, still is, and, and will I will reiterate this, is Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham is making over $8 million to $10 million this year. Um, so the fact of the matter is we haven't seen Jimmy at all. We haven't seen Jimmy whatsoever. Um, and, and that's honestly, that's really, that's really what's been upsetting me for the last five weeks. You know, you, you, you see Jimmy Graham, let's talk about his stats from last year, were pretty solid with Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. Um, he was actually very productive. Now, the only reception Jimmy Graham has is in week one against the LA uh, Rams. You know, he has one reception for 11 yards, and then we never see him again, ever, ever. So you look at last year, he has 50 receptions for 456 yards and eight touchdowns. Right now, he's on pace to have less than 100 yards this season. That's just that's just the cold hard truth. I mean, eleven yards every five games, that's what we're fucking doing. That's fucking ridiculous. That's probably less than. That's somewhere around thirty three reception or thirty three yards for a whole fucking season. Like if we're if we're on this pace, um, and, and I definitely think it's it's something we need to address. It's definitely a conversation we need to have. Um, I keep talking about Jimmy because Jimmy's one of those red zone guys that I feel like you know you have Horstead being you know. Justin Fields' first career touchdown in the red zone, but where was Jimmy Graham on that play? You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing? And if Cole Komet truly is that number one, that's perfectly fine. But then if you felt that way, why did you leave Kyle Fuller out in the dust and make him go to Denver with Vic Fangio? Why did you bring in Andy Dalton when you could have brought in somebody else if you really felt like Jimmy Graham was the guy? Um, you could have traded for a Zach Ertz. You could have done this. You could have done that. Um, you probably could have traded a pick and and Jimmy Graham for Zach Ertz. Like, I'm looking at it from the perspective of why. Matt Nagy always talks about that, the whys. The whys, the why we do what we do, 
There is no reason to me why Daz Newsom gets cut from the team, why uh, Graham Jr. gets cut from the che- from, cut from the team and others, and Kyle Fuller gets cut and, and all this other shit. But Jimmy Graham makes this roster just so you don't use him whatsoever. Even when you were calling plays, you used him once. I mean, once. And it wasn't a play designed around him. To me, I, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it whatsoever. But that's enough offense. You know, we're going to talk about the defense. Let's have a conversation about it because the Bears defense still looked amazing. Um, they looked great even without Kyle Fuller, even with the weak secondary. Jalen Johnson definitely did his job. Um... You know, De- uh, Devontae Adams had four receptions for 89 yards, zero touchdowns. Um, but, you know, the the big thing the big thing for me was, you know, I'm looking at it from a perspective of how was he in the red zone? How was he handling him overall? You know, four receptions for 89 yards for Devontae Adams actually isn't that bad. It really isn't. Um, so, you know, Jalen obviously did get a little bit exposed yesterday, but there is that, that that comes with growing pains. And I feel like when we meet them again in December, um, not only will Justin Fields be more comfortable with his offense, hopefully, but David Montgomery will hopefully be back. Tevin Jenkins could potentially be back. And if all goes well, maybe Jimmy Graham fucking shows up. We'll see what happens. But from a defensive perspective, it was a great game. I liked what I saw from Jalen Johnson. Um, you know, when we talk about sacks, you have Khalil Mack with another sack right off the bat. Um, you know, you have Akeem Hicks getting a sack. We're going to talk about that in a minute because, you know, it it was it was rough. It was rough to see that from Akeem Hicks and, and, and what happened. Basically, Akeem Hicks sacks Aaron Rodgers, and, and as he walks off, he you could tell he pulled something. And on the sideline, he throws his helmet at the ground, and you could tell he pulled something. My problem with Akeem is this is a contract year. And we saw what we have in Tunga. We know what we have in Eddie Goldman. You know, I, I want Akeem Hicks on this team. I truly do moving forward. I want him to be a part of this defense. I want him to be one of the leaders, one of the foundation pieces that, you know, you build this team around. The culture is identified with Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks um, and Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn solidifying himself is still that dude. He had a great game. Um, Roquan Smith had an amazing game, was lighting people up. You know, Eddie Jackson looked decent. Um, but my biggest takeaway is Akeem Hicks. And if Akeem Hicks gets injured again, you have a real conversation of, you know, this guy's got injured several times within the last couple seasons. And it, a lot of it is recent. You know, this isn't like, you know, a Tariq Cohen type injury where, you know, okay, it's a torn ACL, but there is no real history of injuries prior to that. This is, you know, his elbow, his shoulder, his groin, his knee, his this, his that, and it's it, his hands, his fingers. It's becoming a lot for Akeem Hicks, and Akeem Hicks is also coming of age. You know what I mean? So to me, I look at it from a perspective of is he worth signing to a big deal? You know what I mean? Like he's 31 years old. He's turning 32 on November 16th. He was born in 1989, um, 324 pounds, 6'5". We all know Akeem Hicks. We all know who he is, an amazing individual, amazing, intelligent individual. Um, the meme game on Instagram is real. He's a hilarious dude. Um but at the end of the day, like I, I just, I don't think we can handle these many injuries, you know, year year in and year out. Like you can't. It's the same concept of Jimmy Graham. Like Jimmy Graham's not injured, as we know of. Um, he's never on the injury report. But the problem is, you know, you're getting paid over eight to ten million dollars, and you're on the sideline. You know what I mean? Like we saw that with Jay Cutler a lot. You're getting paid over a hundred million dollars, close to a hundred and fifty million dollars. And you're on the fucking sideline and Josh McCown is QB1. You know, that that's 
that that's a problem. That's a problem. You know, we may, maybe your game doesn't pardon me, solidify that. Um, but it, it definitely justifies the fact that maybe we shouldn't have you out there all the time. You know, maybe we should look at the trades. Maybe we should look at what goes on. Um, there's rumors right now, and, and it's a big rumor. I don't know. You know, we did just free up over $3 million in cap space. We already had, a, like I believe, like $2 million prior to that. Um, but, you know, there, there's a lot of rumors going around right now, and I'm going to get a lot of heat for saying this, but it's definitely a conversation to be had. Odell Beckham Jr. wants a trade. And, you know, the rumor all summer was Akeem Hicks for Odell Beckham Jr. You know, that was what was floating around. It wasn't serious talks, but it was definitely floating around. Um, I'm curious to see after a Browns loss against the Arizona Cardinals, a horrendous Browns loss. You know, now you're out with now Nick Chubb's out. Uh, now Kareem Hunt's going to miss a few games. We found out today, um, you know, Baker Mayfield has just been on and off all year. Jarvis Landry's still injured. You know, Odell wants out. Odell wants out point blank period. Um, you know, that's, that's the vibe we're getting right now. All power to Akeem Hicks. Um, but I truly do believe, you know, if you're going to, get rid of him next year, you might as well put him in an amazing situation to succeed. Um, I believe that if you give uh, Clowney, you give, uh, what's his name, Miles Garrett, you give Ward, you give um, Deplet and all those other amazing players on that defense, if you give them a keen fucking Hicks, they will have the number one defense in the league, mark my words, if Akeem is healthy. Um, I truly do believe that. On paper, they will have the number one defense in the league. It'll be them and the Rams um, for who I think is the best defense. But it, it's definitely going to be up there. And, and you, we get Odell Beckham Jr. You know what I mean? So, you know, you could even, you know, figure out what to do with Jimmy Graham, whether you trade him away for a bag of chips, you know, see what happens with that. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm looking at it from a perspective. The Eagles, the Eagles definitely might take Jimmy Graham They at this point in time. Um, but to me, I'm looking at it from a perspective more of, you know, Akeem Hicks goes to a winning team, a winning culture, a playoff contender, and we get Odell Beckham Jr., Darnell Mooney, and Allen Robinson. You know what I mean? For, for Justin Fields to just completely air it out. Like, I'm not saying this is what needs to happen. I'm just saying that it's definitely a possibility come trade deadline. You know what I mean? Especially if Akeem is just on and off the field. Now, I don't want Akeem to go. I am just saying what the comments are telling me. And what you guys are telling me is that you guys, well, some of you guys, would prefer Odell Beckham Jr. on this team than Akeem Hicks. Personally, I'm going to give it to you like this. Um, I don't see it. I don't see it in any way, shape, or form. I think the only reason it works out um, is because of the potential you know, chance that Allen Robinson walks in free agency. So then at least you still have Odell and Mooney. Um, but you know, if, if, if Allen leaves and we keep Akeem Hicks, uh, offensively, all we really have going in the next year is David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, both running backs, um, you know, and, and Darnell Mooney and, and Cole Komet, who's still a question mark on how he's going to continue to develop. So, yeah, um, I, I think it's interesting. I think it's an interesting conversation that we've been having. Um, I'm curious to see how it all turns out. I want to know what you guys have to say. You know, to me, I think when we play them in Lombardi, um, you know, when we play them in Green Bay, I truly do believe in December the Bears win that game. I know, I know I'm so biased. I know, you know, I always have the Bears winning these games, but the way Justin Fields just looked confident and he didn't care about the rivalry um, or the pressure of it, 
he just completely went out there and just played his game. And, you know, he's only throwing 100-plus yards a game now, 150-plus yards a game, and that's perfectly fine. He's getting used to this shit. Um, you know, we play them again. Let's look at the schedule right now. I believe we play them later. Um, I know it's December, but I don't know how late in December. I think it's like our... I think it's week 17 or week 18, technically. It's our 17th game of the season. I think it's the last one of the year. Um, no, it is not. No, it is not. We play them week. It'll be our It'll be our 13th game, December 12th, 720 game. Um, it'll be interesting. We'll see how it goes, but I'm really excited for it. Regardless, baby, as of right now, it looks like the Chicago Bears are one game left against Aaron Rodgers in a Green Bay Packers uniform and potentially Devontae Adams in a Green Bay Packers uniform. Um, but after this, baby, it's Justin Fields versus Jordan Love for the next five-plus years. And hopefully, for our case, it's 10-plus years. And, and I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about it. We are about to take over the franchise. We are about to take over the rivalry. We're going to take over the division. I'm super excited about it. The Bears are sitting at 3-3, three and three, the Packers at 5-1. and one. Um, and I believe the Vikings are at 3-3 three and three now as well. The Lions 0-6. Um, but yeah, so with that being said, thank you guys for listening. This is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Peace. Go Bears.